Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Thunder Rosa break down WWE's payback this weekend. And I have a feeling... Some history could be made this weekend at Payback. Al will explain right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Not one, but two pay-per-views this weekend. We got Payback and we have All Out. And we've talked a lot about All Out coming off the heels of All In this past weekend. But man, I think what's even exciting, and we haven't really had an opportunity to talk about it, is what's going to happen with the WWE come Saturday for payback. And when you look at this card and you look at this show, there's a lot of similarities between All Out and what we're going to see from the WWE this weekend. Meaning that, listen, Roman Reigns is not defending the Undisputed Universal Championship. You know, Cody Rhodes is not wrestling as well. So a couple of the biggest stars not going to be in the ring. And then on the other side, when it comes to All Out and AEW, MJF will not be defending his AEW World Championship. The Tag Team Championships are not going to be defended. And the, and the Women's Championship is not going to be defended. But I will say this that I think this is going to be the opportunity for a lot of other wrestlers to rise and shine when it comes this weekend. And listen, this weekend's a tough weekend. It is a holiday weekend, but man, there are a lot of things to be excited about if you're a pro wrestling fan. And as we're getting closer, I got to tell you, there are matches that I am very excited about from both shows. And, you know, when it comes to AEW, are fans going to get another pay-per-view back-to-back weekends? Bully and I discussed it. We're beyond that discussion. So I really want to spend today talking about the shows and talking about the matches that we're going to see. And I want to start with the WWE. And this is an opportunity now for the first time that the World Heavyweight Championship should be the main event on a pay-per-view and we are going to see Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. Now Shinsuke Nakamura kind of has not been even near the top of the card for a very long time. You're probably going to have to go back to WrestleMania 34, probably when 
he was anywhere near a, a heavyweight championship title picture. But he has this opportunity come Saturday. And I love the buildup between Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins from both sides. And I got to eat a little crow here because anybody that's been listening to Busted Open knows that when it comes to Seth Rollins, I've been critical. I've said about Seth Rollins that I am just not emotionally connected to Seth Rollins and I don't understand his character. Well, that's completely the opposite these last few weeks as we're getting closer and closer to payback on Saturday. Because now we're seeing some anger and some realism when it comes to Seth Rollins. This isn't just a Seth Rollins that's laughing hysterically and laughing every thread off. No, this is a Seth Rollins that is injured. This is a Seth Rollins that has been compromised. And this is a Seth Rollins that is in danger of losing this World Heavyweight Championship on Saturday. And then when it comes to Nakamura, finally we're seeing a Nakamura that I'm buying into as well. And for me, when it comes to Nakamura, I love the subtitles with the promo. I love the way that Seth Rollins even poked the bear when it came to Nakamura. I mean, Seth Rollins was talking about where's the guy that main evented the Tokyo Dome? Because we've talked about it all the time. A decade ago, Shinsuke Nakamura was main eventing Wrestle Kingdoms and and main eventing the Tokyo Dome. Seth Rollins said, where's this guy? Where is he? Where's the guy that I saw in NXT? And Seth Rollins isn't the only one asking those questions. I think we as fans are asking those questions as well. Where has this Nakamura been? And I think we're finally going to see that Nakamura on Saturday in that match. Now, if I'm if I was a betting man, do I think Shinsuke Nakamura is going to beat Seth Rollins? Probably not. But as Bully likes to say, if I had the pencil, I think I might go with Nakamura as your new World Heavyweight Champion. Why not? Why not shake things up a little bit? Especially since you have the excuse of the back when it comes to Seth Rollins. I kind of like that. I kind of like the fact that, you know, I have a little sympathy when it comes to Seth Rollins. That's how you buy into a wrestler. That's how you buy into a character. That's how you buy into a personality. And that's how you buy into a match. So if I was to look at the entire weekend of wrestling, Shinsuke and Seth Rollins is definitely the match that I'm invested in the most. And there are other matches I'm invested in as well. There are some people that are saying, you know what? Payback is a miss. I don't have to watch it. I can miss this one. I don't think so. I understand that there's no bloodline invested in this pay-per-view. I get Cody Rhodes doesn't have a match on this pay-per-view. I I totally get it. But man, there are some matches to sink your teeth into. Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura being one of them. The other one, LA Knight and The Miz. 
When you look at L.A. Knight and The Miz, Miz, first ballot Hall of Famer, The Miz, somebody that when he has a microphone in his hand, I'll tell you what, he's got you enthralled. And L.A. Knight is the darling right now in the WWE. He's the one that's lightning in the bottle. What are they going to do with this lightning in the bottle? And I know that Bully and a couple of the other hosts disagreed with me on this one. But I am going to make this statement. And I'm interested to hear from the Busted Open Nation if they agree with me on this one or not. I actually think this is a must win for L.A. Knight. Because I really think, and again, tell me if you think I'm wrong, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT93. We're going to take a lot of phone calls here on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday. It is a Falls Count Anywhere Friday. So everything is on the table for the Busted Open Nation. But I think this is a must win for LA Knight. Because if the Miz wins, where does that leave LA Knight? I almost feel like you have lightning in a bottle. Let's do something with L.A. Knight here. Is it devastating to L.A. Knight if he loses? I don't know. I'd love to get the opinion of the nation because, honest to God, I do not know. But the Miz is Teflon, guys. The Miz can lose, lose, and lose again. And quite honestly, it doesn't hurt him. Guy's been there, done that. You could flick a switch when it comes to The Miz, and The Miz could be right back on top. But for L.A. Knight, I don't know. L.A. Knight has been around forever, multiple companies, and has never been that guy. You can make the case L.A. Knight has never really been given that opportunity. I really think this is his opportunity because I think if L.A. Knight could beat The Miz, the sky's the limit. Am I putting too much stock into this match? Am I wrong? Maybe I am. I don't think so. But I'd love to hear from the Busted Open Nation on this because I feel like if there was any match this weekend, this was a must win for LA Knight. I want to get Thunder's take on this when we get Thunder on. I want to get the take of the Busted Open Nation. 877-344-4893. 877-FIGHT93. And then there's other matches that, honestly, the story hasn't really been there for me. But I am interested what happens this weekend. Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, I know a lot of people have been frustrated about where this story is going, how this story got there. And really, I'm kind of scratching my head why Becky Lynch won on Monday night. It was basically a two-on-one situation on Monday, and Becky won. So, should I really buy into Trish beating Becky Lynch in a steel cage match? But this is Trish Stratus. Who knows? This could be the last time that we see Trish Stratus in the ring. She's already Hall of Famer. She's a legend. Could this be the last time? And I'm waiting for Becky Lynch to kick it back into gear. I kind of feel like Becky Lynch has been on cruise control in the ring and on the microphone. And maybe that's just me like understanding how great Becky Lynch is 
and not really seeing it? Is it the story? I don't know. But I think there's a lot of fans that want to see Becky Lynch back on top. And I feel like this is almost like a roadblock in Becky Lynch's way. I actually would love to see Becky be more like what we're seeing from Seth Rollins. Have a little realism in your uh, promos. Get a little angry. Be a little bit compromised like we're seeing from Seth Rollins. I think that would go a long way for Becky Lynch. So I'm interested to see what happens with that match. Rhea Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez. Justin Labar is going to join us later on in the show. And he had a sit-down interview with Raquel, and it was great. And I got to give him his flowers. Justin Labar is an excellent interviewer, and I thought he got the best out of her. This is an opportunity for her. Again, is this a match that I think Raquel Rodriguez is going to win? No. But this could do wonders for her if she has a strong showing on Saturday night. And then you have Owens and Zayn against the Judgment Day. Owens and Zayn and the Judgment Day. Judgment Day, obviously right now, the biggest faction in the WWE. There's a lot of turmoil in this faction, the Judgment Day. A lot, a little bit of drama, a little bit of jealousy, a little bit of ego. Is this going to be a situation where we see a breakup with the Judgment Day? Or is this where Owens and Sami Zayn lose the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships? Because is Owens and Zayn better together or better apart? When I look at Owens and Sami Zayn, I think more of single superstars than I think of a tag team. Could this be the breakup of Owens and Sami Zayn on Saturday at Payback. And then you have Rey Mysterio and Austin Theory for the WWE United States Championship. So when on paper, this is a strong show on Saturday. Again, no bloodline, no Cody Rhodes in the ring. And uh, we're used to the bloodline story going. But you want to know something? I think... When it comes to the bloodline, I think we need a little bit of a break when it comes to the bloodline. I'm not saying a long extended break. I'm not saying that it's still not the best story going on in pro wrestling. But I think it's okay to have a one-off pay-per-view like we're having on Saturday and the bloodline not being involved. So I'm actually looking forward to each and every match that we're going to see on Saturday. What says you, the Busted Open Nation? 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT93. We'll get more into what we're going to see at Payback. We'll get into the all-out card. We'll get Thunder Rosa on. Justin Labar is going to join us. Is this a must-win for LA Knight? We'll talk about it when myself and possibly Thunder. We're back right here on Busted Open. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down. 
a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The past few days, there's always something to talk about in the world of wrestling outside the ring, but I'm glad that with you today, we can actually talk about what we're going to see in the ring this weekend. Um, and, you know, I spent the first hour of this morning's show talking about payback. And I understand no bloodline. I understand no Roman. I understand no Cody wrestling. But when you look at this show on Saturday, I, I think this, I know a lot of people's thoughts are like, all right, this might be a pay-per-view I can miss. I think the opposite. I think this is a must-see show on Saturday night. Your thoughts, Justin? No, I agree. Uh, I'm excited. I'll be there. Uh, it's at PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh. First, uh, you know, pay-per-view premium live event in five years for Pittsburgh. So, you know, I think the city's excited. But I agree. There's six matches. 
plus the Grayson Waller talking segment with Cody. Uh, first off, I like a kind of a tight show like that. I don't need a show that's going to, you know, like, I mean, I, I think that's enough. Four of the six matches are for titles. <clears throat> and I think that when you look at all, all of them, even if I think some of the title matches, the outcomes are predictable, that doesn't take away from how well I think the titles and their title holders have been positioned, that it matters, that, like, there's continuity going into this. Uh, and, you know, you, you have a what, what I assume would be a blow-off, you know, cage match between Becky and Trish. First time ever seeing Trish in a cage in her career. Uh, and then you got LA Knight versus The Miz, which that's a whole other thing yeah. that, uh, you know, so like every match means something, right? You know, and then, so I, I think, yeah, you don't have bloodline. Um, but look, you, you you do have Damian Priest walking around that money in the bank briefcase. We, we saw Rhea Ripley give like kind of an ultimatum basically to he and Finn saying, look, come payback, you know, Judgment Day needs to all be holding titles. And if not, you know, basically you might have, might have to re- reconsider your membership. And so, I mean, I, there's just a lot of dynamics here. I mean, you can, you can book things so many different ways, whether it's Finn and Priest walking away with the tag titles, and, and we all think everything's fine, whether they don't walk away with the tag titles, but then maybe does Priest try to find himself cashing in, and that leaves in Finn only without a title? But then you have the J.D. McDonough factor. Like, what, what does he do? that is cause and effect to helping or hurting the judgment day. So I think there's so many interesting things there. Um, LA Knight, which we can talk about, you know, here in a minute. I also think, look, the Cody segment, they have Cody there on the show. No, he's not wrestling, but he's, he's advertised for a talking segment. Obviously something has to come about the talking segment. I would assume since he's clearly done with Brock, that we need to find out what his next chapter is, who his next opponent is. And I think that could be revealed here. And you look up and down the roster in terms of, in terms of who's, Who's worthy? Who's going to take on Cody Rhodes? You know, Cody's at this level, and like I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get people's hopes up, but anything anything I can come up with, it's all pretty big names. I mean, I don't I don't see like I don't see somebody from NXT just emerging and being called up and, and challenging Cody. You know what I mean? Well, let's t- let's dive into that a little bit, Justin, because you're right. He's done with Brock. I think a lot of people are assuming he's going to be involved heavily in the Royal Rumble to get back into the title picture with Roman Reigns. But that's a long way off. That's, you know, you're talking now we're only in September. So you're talking over four months before we get to that point. What are some of the names that are in your head that could be the next dance partner for Cody? On the one hand, somebody from the bloodline could show up. You know, like you could have a solo, you could do something. And again, if you want to kind of keep the track of, Cody's trying to get back to Roman in that title again, and, and the bloodline continues to expand. And the bloodline has always been very dynamic where, you know, there's Roman at the top, and then there's always things going on otherwise. So, I mean, I think that's a possibility, and I, and I don't really get hung up on who's on Raw, who's on SmackDown, because quite frankly, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very blurred line. They, they yes. You know, I mean, I mean, LA Knight was a SmackDown superstar just as a few weeks ago, and he's here. He's been showing up on Raw, and, they, and quite frankly, they've been building the match with he and Miz on both brands. So it's not, it's not a concrete wall. That's, that's separating the two rosters. So I think something like that could happen. <clears throat> you get a little bit more fantasy booking of, you know, we continue to wait and wonder is Randy Orton coming back? What's his health? Obviously that's a prime candidate for easy storytelling. So much history there with he and Cody, how much Cody has ev- evolved and grown up, um, you know, in, in, in the 15 years since another thing, let's just call it. John Cena is just adding dates like crazy, apparently, to his WWE yes. schedule because it seems like obviously stuff with Hollywood on pause. Cody has been vocal in saying that he told John he would love to get a match. I- I'm just saying. 
I mean, like if you're gonna if you're gonna put a talking segment out there and Cody Rhodes is wondering what's next, I mean, yeah, I I, I don't know. I just but that's that's what I'm that's that's I mean, so I think that there's a lot of chance for the this show to walk away with a lot more headlines than maybe it has going into it. Oh, I'm pausing. Yeah, you're on mute, Thunder. Okay, that's you, you know, that's one uh, one of the smartest ways to keep people hooked into this because you don't see like storylines to like just like swim in into a pay-per-view and actually, you know, happen that way so they can unravel for the next week or for the next couple of months, right? So I think this is a very, very smart way to keep people on, you know, on the loop and keep people watching the product. Because like you said, uh, I'm I'm very interesting to see uh you can't see me, you know, with with Cutter Rhodes doing their thing, maybe for a pay-per-view and then it's it's just, you know, a big, you know, build up. And like in the last couple of weeks I've been enjoying a lot of the, you know, um when when we were friends, now we're gonna fight for for the championship, especially for the women with Rhea Ripley and Raquel. And then I know that you just interviewed her too. Yeah. So it's like great job, it is, by the way. It, it is very interesting to see for the fans that you can intertwine really strong storylines into a pay-per-view. And then based on what happens there, we know what's gonna happen on Monday and on Friday. Absolutely. And, and I think John Cena is an X factor here because I said when there was that moment with Cody and Cena at the top of the entrance ramp, when Cena raised Cody's hands, I said that that was like a passing of the torch moment. Uh, the next day I was on, on the, on the show with bully bully didn't agree. And I actually even mentioned it to Cena and Cena's answer was kind of vague. And I was like, you know what? Maybe that wasn't the moment I thought it was. Obviously, we saw that pass the torch moment with Brock at SummerSlam. Does Cody need another moment like that? Maybe. And if he does, Justin, who better to get it from than John Cena? Right. There's nobody better to get it from. You know, does he need it? I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd go to the phrasing of need. I mean, uh, because of Cody's momentum and, and what he and, and and what he's what what he has going coming behind him. I think it's more a case of. I think we're all kind of like in limbo till mania, right? We all kind of have a feeling that if okay, there's two world titles, Cody's likely to be involved in one of them, right? And I mean, unless something catastrophically goes off the rails, and I, you know, I'm so it's kind of like you're in this like waiting period you're not going to like not have cody Rhodes on tv you need to keep the momentum you need to keep everybody invested in him finishing the story it's just kind of like what do you do in between there so you don't want to you, you certainly don't want to put him in a story against somebody where people don't care um you know so that's the biggest trick is really finding the path for for cody Rhodes. uh it's either got to be a heel who gets a lot of heat who the people are going to stay invested in. It has to be a true heel that people want to boo, not not anything where we're, we're blurring lines and we, and we and we dare risk, let's go Cody, Cody sucks. Uh, but then you also, if, if but if it's not going to be a heel, if you don't have that person lined up at, the, at this moment, then it needs to be somebody that everybody cares about. And if and when Cody eventually comes out on top, it's just one more huge notch in the belt in the resume. And that's why I say a Randy Orton, if, if healthy, a John Cena, if available, fit that bill right there. All right, so I'm going to throw something out, and I want to get your take on it, Thunder, and I want to get your take on it, Justin. You okay. just mentioned Randy. Mm -hmm. Now, we saw the story end with Cody and Brock. And how did it end? With Brock lifting up Cody's arm, saying, 
all the respect to Cody. Imagine now we have a program with Cody and Cena, and it ends with Cena raising Cody's arm and saying, all the respect, this is the guy. And then a returning Randy Orton, and then Randy Orton raising Cody's arm and saying, all the respect. Then the only piece of the puzzle that needs to be completed is Cody Rhodes winning that undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Like, if the WWE can tell that story, that is one of the best stories that I could even possibly conceive going into a WrestleMania. I mean, what after that, what more accolades do you need to know that you are worth being a champion? You know, and then after becoming a champion, how are they going to keep him relevant? How are they going to keep people to yeah. like really care about it? I mean, if you're like the buildup is so strong, like you really have to make sure that when you make him a champion where he becomes the champion, it's even stronger, you know, just like with the bloodline. And and that's I, to me, that's the most difficult part is how do you keep a baby face champion relevant and people, you know, wanted to see him with a, a, a strong storylines. That's the key. Thing. not so much the buildup because that will be amazing I, believe me I can I can see it I can envision it and I'm like yeah I'm all for it but then after that what because that's what they always drop the ball well but and, and I agree and then I want to get your take Justin but I I totally agree Thunder but it's not even going to be about winning that championship it's once you've made that decision and you've gone that route now Cody Rhodes is the face of the WWE absolutely and, and we haven't had a quote-unquote face of the WWE in a very long time. And we thought that in this new era of the WWE, we were past like having actual stars as far as like somebody big, like a Stone Cold or The Rock. Now, now Cody is the face of the WWE. And I think, Justin, that might be the story that they're trying to tell here. That certainly seems the direction. I mean, we have not had a baby face face image of the brand since Cena was full time. Right. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I mean, and obviously look, WWE has, has the machine as everybody refers to it has, has gotten to a place where they're forever bigger than any one star that, you know, if, if, if they can always continue on no matter what, but he would be the closest thing to, you think WWE, you see Cody Rhodes' face and he's everywhere. And, and then that's what that that does seem like what we're building to. But but I think Thunder does make a great point of like everybody loves the thrill of the chase. We're always trying to get what we can't have or what we aspire to have. Once you have it, then what do you do? Where's the worst? Is this is it still fun? So that's that is that is a thing that I hopefully being that they we have had being that WWE's had several years until Cody inevitably and we we're all still talking as if it's certain like we're betting like our our houses on it that it's just going to happen at some point. I, I would hope with all this time that, that that we're doing it here, but there are people in WWE who are tasked. This is their job is to know where we're going with every single talent. I would hope that they already have you know there's already a folder over here in the cabinet for ideas for Cody once he's become champion. And I'm sure Cody's got his own folder and list of ideas. I hope that we have that prepared because to all the points being said here, that's going to be a big thing to, to make it all worthwhile and sustain. It's going to be an interesting ride when it comes to Cody Rhodes. And I feel like guys, right. As soon as WrestleMania 39 was over, it's all right. We all just felt like, all right, this wasn't his moment. His moment will come 
at WrestleMania 40. And this whole year is just building towards getting back to that moment at WrestleMania 40. All right. Now, but think about this. We're already having discussions about Cody and all Cody is a part of on Saturday is the Grace of Waller effect. Like, you know, again, like you said, there's going to be, I think, a lot of ramifications to what we're going to see. But one thing I started the show with, Justin, and Thunder, I want to get your take too because you weren't with me, is Seth Rollins and Nakamura. Um, I wasn't invested in Seth Rollins at all. I didn't like the character. I didn't understand the character. But the Seth Rollins we've seen the last three weeks, I think, has been amazing. Because now there's true emotion behind it. There's anger behind it. There's some sympathy behind it, too, with his back. I love this Seth Rollins. I love the promos we got from Seth Rollins. But on the other side of it, what they've done with Nakamura. I love the promos with the subtitles. Like, like Thunder, I, I really think they're hitting on a great formula between Seth and Nakamura leading into this match. And they are because it's not, they're not playing into like, well, Nakamura doesn't speak English. Maybe he shouldn't just come in there and just look at him and that's it. They're giving him an opportunity to tell a story that is even makes it even better because you have to pay attention when he's talking because you got to read. You got to read, you know, over the lines. And that is so important for a talent that is a foreign talent. When you're given an opportunity to shine in your own language and to be able to like develop that and they, they you know, bank on that especially the delivery of those those promos. It's not just like anything. He's just so good at it. I was watching and reading the, like the, the, the subtitles and I was like, this is a very smart move because you are really like um, banking on every single aspect because we know Nakamura is absolutely amazing in the ring. He's very popular. He's very charismatic. But then when you give him a, an opportunity to be like the heel and then and, and the, you know, that the heel, it's, it's it's just money. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> what in the name of Lord Tensai is going on with Shinsuke Nakamura? They've had him for so many years, and they finally just now figured out how to present him. You know, oh. to to Thunder's point with the title. I mean, I don't think you know. Obviously, and, and especially when Vince was booking, you know, the, not a great track record of, of of handling and presenting Japanese stars. It doesn't take long for them to be portrayed as weird or goofy or or just just something. Just they all got to spit mist or I, I don't know there's you know look look at Tazawa great talent but he you know he's running he was running around for years with the 24-7 title stuff being goofy um I'm glad we're finally getting a, a sincere presentation of, of Shinsuke Nakamura I'll never forget the first time I saw him live it was his first NXT match uh I believe against Sami Zayn and uh and I, I was really captured by his energy and the charisma um and and, and he has all that in the ring but you know otherwise there has been a miss in between, but I thought the way that they did the subtitles, the context and the content of what he's saying, targeting the back, making it personal, that grabs you, you know, the imagery of showing him doing martial arts. I mean, it, it all just, it made him, it made him seem like a threat. It, it just two weeks. It made him seem like such a more credible threat. And then, yeah, you bring the back into it and all of a sudden it goes from, okay, this is a match where, you know, we just need an opponent for Seth at this premium love event. Now, all of a sudden, when you bring the back into it, when you start talking about money, the bank, lurking around it all of a sudden makes you go wow shinsuke nakamura could rack up a w here don't know how long he'd be champion for but he could rack up a w here and what would be very important for his momentum for where he goes next so i i'm 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 excited and and you started off saying seth uh dave 
I kind of with you. Nobody can ever deny Seth bell to bell, but at first it was like, it felt very forced. Like, okay, he's, he's taking this Joker thing and this maniacal little laugh he does and then and, and crazy stylist wardrobe. But I have started to focus in more because it does start to feel a little more real. There's again, yeah. there's more of a personal layer to it. So I can, I can relate to it. I can start to feel sympathy for him versus it just being, you know, sing my song and I'm the greatest wrestler in the world. I, that, that there's, there's more depth to it now. I agree. You know what this reminds me of? Kill Bill. Just think about it. Hmm? That was being developed. Just Kill Bill. Because you have that, you have, you know, that heel. He, he's going and he's at a foreign Kill Bill, um, a foreign heel. And like the subtitles, how, you know, vicious and everything and how per personal this fight is between uh between them both. Right. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's That's a good call. Like, That's a good call. No, I mean, think about it. Yeah, Just no. Think about it. That's I a good actually, call. If there was ever a time, this would be the time where I could see Seth Rollins losing this World Heavyweight Championship because of the back. Like, to me, I'd actually love to see Seth in a position where he's chasing this World Heavyweight Championship because it is the issue with the back. Like, if if Seth beats Nakamura, all right, Seth just continues and Nakamura falls right back to the bottom of the ladder. But if you can have Nakamura win, this is going to do so much for Nakamura. Now Nakamura is a main event guy again. And then Seth Rollins is more relevant because, again, the realism of it. Because if Seth if Seth beats Nakamura, then on Monday Night Raw, Seth goes immediately back to that Joker-esque type cal uh, character again. But if he loses, there's a lot of depth to that character and I think a great story that could be told. And I think it will be for both, David, not only for, for Seth, it will be also be for Nakamura. How can you continue to develop this new character that Nakamura is being shown as? You know, now we see that he's mysterious, that he's a, a, a badass. How are you gonna develop that in a way in where he's gonna be terrorizing the whole entire, th that division? And, 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 and he continues to elevate him and elevate his opponents in the meantime. I mean, it will be very interesting to see the storylines that he could be, you know, unravel after that if he wins the championship. Agreed. All right. Uh, last thing, Justin. And by the way, uh, Justin, have a great time at the show on Saturday. Can't wait to follow you. How can people follow you on social media? At Justin LeBron, at Justin LeBron across the socials. All right. Awesome. And are you doing a post show? No, it's gonna be too hard. I, I, I know. I'd have to get out of there early and whatever. No, no. No, you gotta, you gotta do it outside with the people. And be like, I'm just about here. Everybody's like, yeah, just. You know, well, just. Like, last like Kevin Miller, he always gets like escorted out. No, I, I've seen. No, I, I kind of have, I kind of have a, a PTSD. The, the, the last post show that I did right outside the building was uh, WrestleMania 29 for ble or 20. Whatever one was at MetLife um, for Bleach Report, myself and my Bleach Report colleague, we we they set us up like college game day outside of MetLife afterwards, and we didn't get we didn't get like out of there until like one thirty because of the of the nightmare that was of getting out of MetLife. So I I, I no show's over. Give me <laughs> give, give me a drink. Uh, okay, I get it. Uh, can you can you say where you're going to be sitting so some nation members can come down and say hello to you? Uh yeah, I will be ringside, uh, kind of about right about the the corner uh, near the aisleway that's close to hard camera. All right, all right, Justin, man, I'm I'm looking forward to. It. But really quick, we have about ninety seconds before the break. I mentioned earlier, I think this is a must win for LA Knight. What do you yeah. think on that? 
It's an absolute must win. The Miz does not need this victory. This right here is going to – if LA Knight does not get this victory, then that tells you that WWE has absolutely no plans. I cannot imagine that happening. I have to think that you, that, that they could see what's going on here. You, you, you don't – this is not you, – you can't just pluck this out of a tree. You can't just make every every the fans feel this way and okay. catch on to this guy. And I'll say this. This is, has to be the start of it. Maybe he's eventually got. Maybe he's the guy that goes on and dethrones Gunther. I, I don't know, but this is the start of whatever it's going to be. The Miz doing the impersonation of him. Look at who the Miz has previously done his impersonations of: The Rock, John Cena. Where the music would hit and he'd do the troll job. That's a hell of a compliment to LA Knight. Busted open as part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.